Yo, is everybody's phones on vibrate? Mine is. Yeah, mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah mine is. My ringer gives me anxiety, so. Yeah, right. always on vibrate. Like That's sounds. how you know that you, you're in high demand. Welcome back, welcome back. We are coming to you from Dope Society in the Bywater of New Orleans. And if this is your first time here, you are now listening to the All the Fly Kids Show with a cool, calm, and connected talk straight. No chaser. I'm your host, Jerron Monose, urban culture and lifestyle enthusiast, reform blogger, turned full-time interviewer, and I got our new co-host here, super producer Robert J. Hey, hey. Glad to have you, brother. Glad to be here. All right. We're going we to do this. We're going to do this. It's, right, it's so going to be a good time, man. Tell tell people where they can find us. So, look, if you want to find us anywhere on social media, you want to type in All the Fly Kids, at All the Fly Kids. And if you want to actually hear what the podcast is about, then you want to look for any podcast, streaming, anything, and type in All the Fly Kids, and you'll be able to find us there. Yes. You can also check out alltheflykids.com. Site is back up. Um, new content coming soon as new content becomes available but we got some dope past content on there as well for you to check out um, you can learn about uh, past episodes of the All the Fly Kids show as well as um, a couple of web series that we worked on one's called What You Drink another one is called Cool Calm Connected uh, both lifestyle uh, focused series there so this is episode 89 it's called Back for the First Time because it's our first time recording in New Orleans mm-hmm. alright um, and to all of our long-time listeners who missed our announcement on the last episode, you heard correctly that we're now in New Orleans. And aside from the location, the only thing that's changed is having a new co-host. Um, Robert gave us a brief intro last episode, but since he's now officially <laughs> co-hosting, um, I want to give him the floor again, you know, just to give a little background, you know, on who he is and what he's going to be bringing to the show, what we, what we can expect from him. All right, so I'm going to just kind of keep it real general. I am somebody's little brother. <laughs> okay. Nah, for real, y'all. Um, I'm somebody's big brother, too. Uh, so you said I was a super producer. I think I think uh, I appreciate the, 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 the adjective before that noun there, that, that that's beautiful. Um, but I'm kind of humblish about what I've done. So, Humble uh, or modest? Uh, that's why I say humble-ish. Okay. It's kind of like you get me talking about it and you really want to start like talking stuff, then I start showing you stuff and we can do that. But um, I'm a music producer, songwriter. Uh, I sing a little bit. Um, I am a creative. I am an artist. I draw, I paint, um, I do poetry. I manage stuff, um, most specifically, I guess one of the biggest things I could talk about is notable is um, for about three years, I was a producer. I didn't work a job, I didn't do, I didn't punch in, I didn't do anything. I wrote songs, I sold songs. Um, so I know the business of music, even though it's changing all the time, I know that pretty well. Um, and. Uh, there's more, but I don't want to talk about me the whole time. <laughs> all right, I said keep it brief, so it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, you know. Um, all right, so um, where are we now? Oh, it's time for the guests. Oh. But before I say that, I got to let y'all know that we're definitely doing the candles and libations again because I really like 
that 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 vibe to set the last yes. episode. So we got some red wine in here, some Pinot Noir, keeping it a little light. Uh, have an ocean candle in here. Um, Orisha, deity of uh, prosperity and fertility and sweetness and all good stuff. It, it also smells like marijuana. Well. I'm sure it's not. That's that over there. I, I guess has everything to do with that. That is not me. Oh. I was, was going to light a, 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 a super hit, a super hit uh, 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 incense, but this is perfect. Yeah, it's it's I think there was some sage in here earlier, so maybe that's... Yeah, it might have been the sage. It smelled like, it like citrusy. cannabis-like yes. smell. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, nonetheless... Today's guests are actually a major part of why we're recording Inside Dope Society because they are the owners. <laughs> and uh, just real quick on Dope Society, please correct me if I get any of this wrong. Um, Dope Society is a creative production house known for their clothing line, curation, and production of events and artist management services. Mm-hmm. Okay. They both hail from my neck of the woods, the D.C. area, DMV, whatever you want to call it, um, and have been down here creating and making waves for how long now? Oh, it's been about five years now. Five years? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So if you're in New Orleans, you may own some of their gear or have attended any of the events. They host such events as uh, the soon-to-be legendary couches. (laughs) Uh, And if you've seen the black tees that say artist, creator, threat, or know the names... Am I saying the name right? Makia Javon? Yes. And LB.AM? Yeah. Correct. All right. You're more you're more hip to dope dope sided than you think. So we're going to get into the method to the aesthetic and oral madness created by these two incredible minds. So family... Please welcome Denicio Truitt and Michael Wilson to the All the Fly Kids show. Thank you. Clap it up for yourself. Clap it up for yourself. Yes. Applause. So how y'all feeling Great. today? Feeling good. Feeling okay. good. This that was a wonderful time. Wine is making me very warm and toasty. <laughs> That's the point. That is the point. That's why I didn't do beer. That's why I didn't do yeah, liquor. Yeah, no, it's a perfect, you know? it's a perfect drink. Gets people this. talking. Yeah. Have you yeah. feel all warm yeah. and, and fuzzy on the inside. I think I have a cup of it's kind of chilly out here. Mm-hmm. In the People don't realize, but yeah, this is this is chilly. From last night was real cold, you know. Yeah, that wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. I still went outside to go look at the uh, the super blood moon. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Saw we saw that too. Saw that? We did. Yeah, I took my blurry iPhone picture of it. It was great. I think everybody did. <laughs> <laughs> I had like a little, <laughs> but there was a blood moon gif. Oh, was there? Yeah, I and so I added that onto my story. So like, this is what it really looked like. Right? Yeah, from yeah. my vantage. Right, right. This is well, what I see. <laughs> one day I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a, a lens, a camera with a, a strong enough lens to capture stuff like that. Yeah, but, that'd be um, great. Glad we're here. Glad we're finally making this happen. Yes. Um, much more magic to come. But enough about me talking. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about y'all. Okay. So first things first. Why New Orleans? Who? Why New Orleans? <laughs> Do you? I feel like it's like a. If we're going like, yeah, the timeline thing. It, it's better to start with you and okay. why you, and then how it came to me. Well, I guess to to why New Orleans is almost secondary to how Dope Society first started, which was DC with Denicio yes. Truitt. Okay. So Denicio started uh, Dope Society in April of 2013 or so. Yeah. And then we met about six months later, okay. mm-hmm. um, like around October or so. Yeah. And I was moving to New Orleans uh, in a week when we met. Mm. Yep. So I was out the door packing up a U-Haul. We met, became friends, kept in contact, and I started working with her, uh, saying, "Yo, your art's really dope. Your your clothing line's dope. Like we should try to get you into a you know a, a boutique down here." And so we kind of started working in that capacity. Mm-hmm. 
um, but I was already here. I, you know, I was gone in November, and um, and then we just happened to like really connect. So outside of like artist manager, uh, we developed a relationship, yeah. fell in love, got married, romantic all shit. Of that. Yeah. Yeah. So she moved down to New Orleans. Okay, um, she came and visited, and ended up falling in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the city really embraced the brand, and that's kind of how, you know. So love, love is the, is the short answer. Brought us. That's beautiful. Yeah. So speaking of love, how long did it take for y'all to fall in love with New Orleans? Because I asked that because that's a good question. I'm not quite there yet. The city yeah. has grown on me a lot in the mm-hmm. past few months that I've been here, mm-hmm. but I'm not quite in love with it yet. And I kind of feel bad because everybody that I know, they're just like that's been here. They're like, oh my god, I love New Orleans. It's my favorite place. I'm just like, yeah. What's wrong with me? Oh, there's nothing <laughs> wrong. I think it's different things for different people. For me, it was instantaneous, but it wasn't like a like a oh, I want to like live here. It just felt really, really familiar in a very weird deja vu. Like I've been here before. It reminded me a lot of Liberia and like West Africa. My mom's originally from Liberia. So a lot of like just even the way people talk here, like their accents sounded very similar to like West African dialects. Mm. Um, the way people looked physically reminded me of people from like Togo or like Mali. And like I could just literally see people's faces and be like, oh, your peoples are from, you know, this country or that country. Like it was so weird. And I felt this kind of weird connection in a way that I haven't felt in other places in the United States mm-hmm. um, because I've, I've had a very transient life. So I was born in Colorado. I grew up in Colorado, um, moved to Maryland when I was like nine, lived there, lived in Virginia when I went to school, moved back to Maryland. And then I feel like New Orleans was like the first place that I chose to live. Like mm. as an adult, like I made the conscious choice to like move to a city where I didn't know anybody except for one person. Um, but it was just that familiarity and that kind of, I just wanted to know, I wanted to explore that more. So I wouldn't say it was like a hard, like fast love, but it was just like a, oh, I need to like look into this more and see why this place is like calling me and why I feel this weird connection to somewhere that I know nothing about. Cause that's the other thing. Like I didn't know anything about New Orleans. Like I had a couple friends that had visited. I'd had some people in the past tell me that I would definitely like love to live there and stuff, but I didn't know anything about the city. And so, yeah, and then coming was, like, kind of a shock, too, because, you know, I was thinking it was, like, oh, it's going to be, like, what D.C. was, like, in the 80s, and it just be, like, a, like, autonomously black city, and just, like, no. Okay, see, like, when you oh. say D.C. in the 80s, it's like, you, you don't want to do it in the 80s. I just, I mean, meaning, like, just, like, demographically, like, I just thought it would be, like, you know, very a very black city. I mean, I, I kind of yeah. thought that, too. I, I, I yeah. definitely thought that, too. Um, sad note. Denicio is a former turn-up queen. We used to party <laughs> together <laughs> back no, in D.C. No, don't tell them. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Uh, shout out Good Life Tuesdays, Rock oh, Creek Social man. Club. Um, yeah, yeah those, those were... Uh, those, those were fun were, times. Those were, I'm actually, I actually want to... Um, I want us to do another like Good Life Tuesday like one-off this year mm-hmm. with the original five members. Oh wow! So I'm working on that. Yeah, I'm working on that. I don't know if the guys would be all for that because we've been separated for so long. But we'll see what what we can do. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. Anyway, um, okay, and for oh, you, love in New Orleans. Yeah, how long did it take for you to fall in love with New Orleans? Well, it took. It was instantaneous for me too, but I but I came when I was 19 mm. and I moved when I was 35. Mm. So it was this kind of calling for well over a decade that that led to me to move here. But the thing that I loved about New Orleans when I was 19 is not 
what I fell in love with when I was 35, which was, which is, which was, um, kind of healthy for me to see like, oh, you know, like it's not about the, the 4am shows and, and even the same bands that I was into in the music. It really, that's not really like what would drive me to want to, you know, build community and build a family and build a life at 35, mm-hmm. the same at 20, right. you know? Um, so I think what, I think what, what I still love and appreciate about New Orleans is the pace Mm-hmm. And I saw a Facebook post, Your Honor, that you had the other day about like New Orleans trying to slow my roll. Yes, and it does, <laughs> and it will. New Orleans is forcing yeah. me to slow that. Well, it's been good though because there's been some just inner growth that I've experienced that yeah. I would not have been able to experience if I was still at home, Absolutely. or if I went back to New York mm-hmm. yeah. instead of come here because shit is just not moving as fast. No, you know, people are not moving as fast. You know. I feel like I'm moving faster than everybody sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, why are you in such a hurry, man? You ain't got to rush. Mm-hmm. See, that's how I drive because I grew up on the East Coast Hustle and yeah. the Beltway and you got to get to here and here and take calls in between and eat lunch at 7-Eleven in the car because you got to get to the next thing. Like, I did that for like 10 years. So to like not, and, and I got burnt out on it. That's, mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why I eventually made the move here is I got so burnt out you know, living that East Coast grind where I was successful and, and was busy all the time, but it just wasn't fulfilling. Um, so to come here and actually slow down, but then beyond slowing down, finding a community of, of creatives and artists that, mm. this, Denise and I have talked about this so many times where like, you tell somebody in DC you're an artist and it's like, oh cool, but what do you do? Like for what's your, your job? job? Like, what's your actual job? And, that's, <laughs> and it's all the time. You, you right. know, I almost wasn't comfortable, not almost, I wasn't comfortable telling somebody I was an artist in DC because it's like, oh, well, do you paint? No. Do you like, sing? Like, I'm out here. I, I, I make my money <laughs> off the land. Right. <laughs> Wait a minute, why? See, I didn't feel that sense of community or that sense, sense of like understanding from people in DC where it was like, but, but what's your product? What do you produce? What do you make? Yeah. And that's and not to say it wasn't there, but I just, I don't think I ever found it. I didn't fully. Into it. Like, I had friends, definitely, that were, like, creatives and, like, doing stuff like Michaela mm-hmm. and, like, other people who moved away. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, I, just here, it was just, it felt like I could be myself fully in, like, just every iteration of me, like, my creativity and, like, my queerness and, like, other things. Like, it just felt like I could just be myself and just kind of, like, exhale. And that was really important because of, like, the place that I was in at the time in DC when back in the party days. <laughs> the reason I was out out in these streets so much, um, I was just I was in a really bad, dysfunctional ass relationship mm-hmm. and I was trying to run away and I was trying to escape and I didn't know how to and that's partly how Dope Society came to be was just this wanting to find something else to do because I couldn't fucking do the like nine to five in the office anymore. Yeah. And like be in this relationship that like clearly should have been over with a long time ago and just trying to be this person that I was not um I think that was part of my acting out but like it was nice to finally find a place where I was like okay I feel like I'm getting back to like myself if that makes sense okay so mm-hmm. with this 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 partnership in business so you're the DJ and you're the rapper or she the DJ you the rapper basically you have a design background Mm -hmm. you have the audio music background right yeah right that was a great analogy yeah okay (laughs) so when deciding to you know actually work together and partner together in business you know was it just a no brainer like you know 
I've got my talents, you've got yours, we can make this happen and really turn this whatever into like a really thriving creative hub. I think it's just like slow increments it was. because when we first met, we we're just being really friendly with each other and um, he was really, he had, he had known about like my brand and stuff that I, I'd been doing in the area for a while. I'd been styling and doing costume design for some folks. Mm-hmm. He, we actually had a mutual friend that we didn't know about, uh, Deborah Bond. And um, yeah. Shout out Deborah Bond. Yeah. Shout out Deborah Bond. <laughs> it's but yeah, I think it was just kind of like this little step-by-step thing. It was like, oh, let me help you with this thing. Like he, you know, when he was here, he actually helped me get into a boutique here, mm. which I wasn't even looking for in that sense. But like, it was kind of that like, just hustler kind of mentality and that just like, go getting this that I don't necessarily, isn't really inherent in me. Like I'm not naturally very assertive or aggressive when it comes to like self-promotion. Mm. That's the thing that I've struggled with. And I think... I saw that in him and it just it made sense and I think it was just kind of this mutual just well we're both tr- out here trying to do something and trying to do some build something here like why don't we just combine forces like we're already together all the time yeah I mean I think for me it was it was definitely the work first I was I was inspired by her work I've never seen anything like it and that makes it really easy to work with artists mm-hmm. who you authentically are moved by um, because then it's no it's no problem walking into somewhere and saying this is amazing you need to you need to do this and I know some people can do that with stuff that they're not moved by but I'm not one of those people mm-hmm. but with but with Denise it's like no people need to see this people need to hear this like this is incredible I know I know people in fact I did the first pop up for Dope Society by myself she hadn't moved down yet out here slinging t-shirts outside of Hi Ho. Um, and, you know, I think we sold like two or three hundred dollars on like a Friday night with me just sitting out there, you know, saying this is a dope brand that people should know about. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once she moved down here, uh, or actually you hadn't moved yet, but no. you, were, you were visiting and you were thinking about it. I was really working on couches and I'd been talking about couches and trying to build couches and we hadn't launched it yet. Mm-hmm. And just through multiple conversations, it just it was like, well, should we launch couches under the Dope Society brand? Yeah. Um, and it took a while. We talked about it, and uh, and it just it ended up making sense. And it was really the best move to say let's just let's just combine forces. And yeah. so at that point, Dope Society definitely became clothing and music, um, because that was always my my focus was to to really to push music and to, to help build platforms for artists down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had a second conversation just this past o- October, which was really bringing the management under Dope Society. So we we combined twice. Um, I'd been managing my Kia and uh, LB.AM, formerly known as the Baron Amon, for about two years now. And, uh, and I think people started to, to, to think that it was a dope society, like managed artists, because of all of the overlap. They play couches a yeah. lot. I'm managing them. Denicio styled um, for my Kia. Baron had been in our photos. Yeah, the association was already. Yeah, there was a whole lot at once. Right, but behind the scenes, we didn't really have it as a dope society having a management. Yeah, it was very separate. And we, and we, yeah, we took we we took the time to really figure out what would it look like if all of this was under dope society, which was a really big decision because it really was fundamentally a clothing line and a fashion line, and. but now it's it's the three things. We as of October, it's clothing, music, and events, events, and I guess the fourth thing with management. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's growing. It's okay. definitely building. But it's been a kind of a natural progression over the years. 
Okay. You got all that? Because I had to step out, y'all. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I, was, I played it off. I pulled okay. all that out of the I was like, like, is Mike going to be able to make... I, like, I filled all that time. No drama. Oh, it worked. And if he had to, my next question was, what is couches? Because we are talking about what those side is now. What is yeah. couches? What's the difference? Well, couches is, I guess, the the the, the buzzword or the buzz line we use as our flagship event, right? So it's it's the first event that that um, we launched together. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think I saw this in D.C. and New York and other cities. This vibe, and it's certainly present in New Orleans now. Um, but I I'd say five years ago it was less evident. I get tired of seeing shows and music in bars. And by bars, it's 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 everything. It's it's the, the clanging of glasses, it's the neon miller light signs, it's the shitty speakers that have yes. feedback, it's not having a sound engineer and not being able to hear muffled vocals. It's everything it's people bumping into you, it's not having seats, it's like everything that goes into a shitty show at a bar that we've all been to mm-hmm. a million times. And New Orleans is very much a bar city. So couches really came out of like, can we get a lounge experience, a lounge mm-hmm. vibe where people can be comfortable and spread out and relax and not want to like even have to move around much and, you know, and also get a really intimate, you know, special show. And also to, to, to go even a step further, it's going to shows and concerts where the performer is on a stage and the audience is in the pit, so to speak, or away from the stage. Yeah. It's this idea of removing that invisible wall between performer and artist and really mm-hmm. trying to, to make it a, a symbiotic kind of give and take. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what really fed the idea and then that manifested with you know talking about candles and pillows and spaces and how we set it up. And so I, we spent so much time talking about it. Um, we finally launched it uh, in October, I guess, of 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a Wednesday. It was mm-hmm. like forty people. It was very like it was That's chill. Good. First yeah. event, yeah, forty it people. It <laughs> I was thrilled. I, I was I saw, very very nervous. The show was never meant to be like the hot show. It yeah. was meant to be. Can I get 30, 20, 30 people together and just have a, an amazing experience? Yeah. That's all I cared about, and like the money was secondary. Okay. Um, and so that's kind of how it grew. Well, so. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm listening. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I was about to give a shout out to our studio audience. <laughs> our two people in the studio audience. We got Gypsy Lewis here. We got Catherine Lenore. <laughs> Thank y'all for coming. Well, welcome. <laughs> Still glad you showed up. Appreciate yes. that. I looked out, I think I saw you walking. I'm like, oh, I ain't gonna tell everybody, but I think that's cat pacing like that. She don't look too happy. I'm gonna just leave it alone. Y'all feel free to chime in whenever you got questions, anything, comments, yeah. feel free. Please. Um, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I've been tricked to be here. Looks <laughs> like, you want to be in the studio audience? I'm like, sure, I'll come be in the studio audience. I said, look in the window. That looks intimate. <laughs> <laughs> now you're on the show. And now I'm on the show. Now you're a guest. I need a waiver. We'll work that out after the show. Gotcha. All right. So, go ahead, so look, I'm wondering um, about couches. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that it's really clear to our listeners what the difference between dope society and couches is. Dope society is more for the fashion, more for the lifestyle. 
Um, I would say Dope Society is the umbrella under which couches reside. So how did you come up with the name Dope Society? That's a that's a good question. Oh gosh. So originally, when it was just a t-shirt company, I wanted it to be called Dope Society, but that apparel company already existed. Mm. Um, so it was just the contraction of the two words, Dope Society, Dope Society. Um, which is so much doper than dope society yes. yeah. and I thought it was dope like to be dope yeah. society you gotta be dope like, what are the qualifications <laughs> what, what makes somebody are? dope I think anybody that question, I know, I know it's so loaded. <laughs> I'm just gonna give you a loaded answer I think anybody that's living in their own truth mm-hmm. um, without compromise and without just being being able to be your honest truthful self is dopeness um that's something that I, I think I struggled with for a long time, and I think that's the reason that I wanted to start Dope Society was finding a vehicle to like create things that I'd always wanted to create and just putting it out there and seeing who's going to fuck with it and not fucking worrying about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working a full-time job at the time that I started Dope Society, and I I'd previously tried to like sell some of my artwork. Um, I was a studio art English major in undergrad, so I had this weird artist stint of like trying to get into galleries and stuff and getting into the art scene in DC right after I graduated didn't work out. So I got a full-time job. Um, and then I ended up at that full-time job for like seven years yeah. somehow. Like I just like blinked and it was like seven years later and I was still at, you know, GW working, uh, trying to get donations for like a rich ass university. And, um, yeah, I, I started thinking about like authenticity and what what that would look like for me and what that means for me and what how I could express that um, via artwork and how I could make something that to me was art, but also was something that was accessible to other people, which ended up being clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, because while I was very much invested in like art, artistry and making art, I've always been very, very like invested in clothing as well um, as a means of self-expression. I'm a really shy person. I don't talk a lot in public. I'm not a very great speaker. So that was the way that I expressed You're myself. You're doing great. I'm glad. Yeah, you are. It's, it's, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been a journey. But um, yeah, so this kind of marriage of like clothing and art was what birthed society. And so... Yeah, I guess to answer your question <laughs> you asked five minutes ago, it's it's meant to be, I guess, a dope person, a dope society person would just be anybody who's authentic within themselves and whatever that means. All right. Okay. You got Great answer. Okay, I got, a que- <laughs> I got another question. Um, it's a little bit of a game because, yeah. So the question is, um, I want to be sure about what dope is for you again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty much anyone living their truth, their authenticity, mm-hmm. authenticity mm-hmm. without compromise, right? Yes. Okay, so a couple people that I want to know is dope because it's easy to kind of like be like everybody that does that is dope, but there's some really fucked up people out there. Yeah. And there's some dope people out there too, like really, not dope, but really good people out there. Mm-hmm. Or should I say good? Anyways, beautiful people. <laughs> um, so I got three people that I want to know just off the top of my head of people that you guys would say could be in dope society. Okay. All right, the first person. Wait, wait, wait. We don't even have a club. <laughs> no, 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 it's not a club. It's not a club. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a mindset. It's we're, a lifestyle. Word. Just to be clear, like, though. We're all in here. We're not this in is the, not an exclusive we're not in situation. We already have DMs. We don't have Can I join dope society? I don't know. Please. Can I be the treasurer? 
telling a joke. You already know. But go ahead. I don't want to bamboozle you. All right. All right. Sorry. All right. So since there's no club, <laughs> you can't join. Um, would we say that uh, our guy Donald Trump is is dope? <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. Think about based on that definition. No, no, no. Candy Cameron. No, I love it. But based on that, based on that, that the 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 definition. Yeah. Would he be? Is he really living his no. truth? <laughs> is he really living his truth? I, I think he is. I think. Do you really think that he's? Living I think that man is the, living his truth. The truck. man that he he shows us that he, is who he is. He he fucking uh, what's the word? He um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like he'll say something and then like retract it, and it may be like you know intentional, but he can't agree with himself. That's not, yeah. So I don't know that he's like, his authentic self. He's a fucking internet troll. Like, right, he's a exactly. Troll. And trolls aren't authentic. So he, he's the type of person who will be who he needs to be. Yeah. In order to make that money. Hey, that's just how I feel. That but. could be who he is. Does that make you authentically you if you're going to be what's necessary to make Money yeah, if you're willing to do whatever ahead. just to get ahead or is that yeah, it's not he uses manipulation to gain power so clearly Trump's not dope but anybody who is like a master manipulator of people oh, even so on a smaller scale because Trump's you know the like probably the the most successful manipulator of our time he's, he's the best and the biggest asshole of them all well, of course. yeah so on a small well, scale though like no nah, I don't fuck with people even on a small scale clearly not Trump but even in our own community, it's like, no. Nah, he doesn't seem like he makes his own decisions. Okay, okay, so <clears throat> let's move on because Trump is definitely a, a word that pisses people off. No, he doesn't piss me off. He's a no, he, he pisses on a me jo- off. On a journey like everyone else, but as far as being dope, as far as being authentic, right. I don't feel like he's an authentic person because, I mean, Which it's one? evident he contradicts himself. That's the word, contradict. <laughs> he contradicts himself. So there yeah, you she, go. Okay. You have anything right. to add, Jimmy? Yeah, she uh, she got the, the lock on her lips. Fuck forty five. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's it. Not said. <laughs> Moving on. So who's, who's the right. next person? Next person. Um, Jada Pinkett. Jada Pinkett's pretty dope. Yeah, we 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 kind of fuck with red table talk. Okay. I like that red table okay. talk. I like some of the episodes. <laughs> But yeah, they've got they've got some really good episodes. Yeah, yes, they have. The the one though about the racism where they're like we're all they kept saying we're oh, all one race. The human, yeah. like, no, we're not. I'll that do that. All lives matter. Shit, but the Will Smith one though was surprising. I thought like oh he's going to dominate it with his personality because he can't almost help to. But they actually got into some pretty real relationship talks that you don't see very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you've been in, if you're especially when you're older and you've been in dysfunctional relationships you've grown through different relationships mm-hmm. I feel like both Denise and I were like oh shit like they are talking about some like adult relationships some yeah. Yeah. shit right now yes. yeah. yeah the three I remember um, I watched the one that they had with um, Cesar Milan, Milan from uh, Dog Whisper oh Whisper. I didn't see that, that one I didn't even know that he and Jada Pinkett were like long time friends like that oh wow like, she's that's so random she, know she, she, she's known him since he oh, first came he first got to LA oh that's so random you know random. what I mean he was still like learning English and everything she know um, who else mm-hmm. um, the, the one that um, episode where um, Willow was basically just breaking down all her insecurities 
you know, as a, as a, as a, as a teenager. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Not, you know, going through the whole, like, oh, the guys, they don't like me because I don't have the, the black girl body, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, I thought that was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, what else? Uh, uh, the one where uh, Gabrielle Union was on there. And they were just talking. She and Jada Pinkett were just talking about how, yeah, we weren't really fucking with each other. Because mm-hmm. you, oh, you was yeah. doing some catty shit. Yeah. Some, some, and I, I was, it's some real petty shit. I don't understand why. And Gabrielle was just talking like, oh, this is why. And I was going blah, blah, blah. But, you mm-hmm. know, here we are. I like that one. I like that one a lot. I thought that was really some grown woman shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. This needs to happen more. So Jada's in the club. Jada's in the club. Okay. Wait, it's not a club. In the non-club. <laughs> <laughs> society is not a club. Jada is in she's affiliation. Dope. Jada's she's dope. affiliation. She's dope. We will she, send her some gear. She's dope. <laughs> she's dope by association. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, if she's able to talk about things that people are uncomfortable with, then that makes her dope in herself. No matter how people feel about it, her her position yeah. or view of the world. I agree. Definitely. I would yes. agree with that too. Okay. Yes. Right. And she's always been a real one. She even told you, she, she has. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 she has. Yeah. 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 Like what you, I, mm-hmm. yeah. we could be friends, but uh, you disrespect me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's B more right there. Indeed. Shout out Baltimore. Indeed. That's what's up. I need to go to Baltimore. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not. <laughs> you, don't really you know what? Like, you know what? Like, I'm going to ask y'all Shit. Ba- ba- okay, there, there, there's some good, there's some there good shit. Is. Let me stop. There's but, good shit going everywhere. But but you know, Baltimore has its issues. It's got its issues. Okay, you know, it's but a everywhere. Complex dude. city, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of fuck with Baltimore. You, you, know you spent a lot of time there. Growing up out like you feel the love. Can you feel the Absolutely. love? Absolutely. Okay, that's the, that's. The I song. think I think the art scene. And creative scene in Baltimore is more authentic that. Yes. than in DC. It's, it's, it's very raw, mm-hmm. and, and I think because Baltimore is the city that it is, like it's it's a it's still a blue collar city, mm-hmm. and you know, it's got its issues. Like what we what what people know of Baltimore isn't too far from the truth. Right. Still to this day, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Still to this day, and as as sad as that is, it's still true. You know, so if you've seen the wire, which many people tell you, that was, to wa- say, that was watered down. Still oh. applicable today. The, the wire was watered down, <laughs> and I say this as somebody who used to spend thing. a lot of time in Baltimore. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? In, in in places that people should not be. You mm. know, but I um, yeah, Baltimore's cool. I would I would take day trips up there just to get out of DC for the day, real yeah. real quick. Okay, know? my mom all lives right. there. It's, it's all good. Oh. She lives in the city or the county though. Oh, she lives in. She actually lives in uh, near Owings Mills. So, See, that's not yeah, the same. Like, yeah. She won't live in the city. <laughs> but yeah, there's some similarities to New Orleans with Baltimore. I feel like because mm-hmm. yeah, I was just about to say yeah. that authenticity when it comes to creation mm-hmm. and creatives. I was in a space right down the street at an open mic called Naked, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like you felt like it was acceptance, love, positive energy in the room, and it just seemed like everybody not only did everybody really know each other mm-hmm. but you can tell when it comes to that sharing like everybody was able to be vulnerable yeah. which is super dope and then even with the events um, uh, Ascendance um, or Ascend Dance <laughs> um, I know that those those things are being um, I ain't trying to get cursed out no I ain't trying to get cursed out I know that <laughs> you gonna give away next week Joe. no I ain't giving away that. no 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 I'm just saying that it's a it's um really beautiful space here for um people who are authentic. You cannot live here and 
be in the community if you are not authentic. Mm. Like, you will get pushed out. No funny style behavior, none nah, of that. Nah, nah, you don't do that. We don't this do that. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> which so, I appreciate. Yeah, yes. I, I love it. appreciate. That's yes, yes, which, which actually leads me to my third person. When we talk about authenticity and if they fake it in front and what they doing, mm-hmm. um, with Soldier Boy, fit. Soldier Boy got redemption. He got redeemed after his last joint. Yeah, I would give you that. Soldier Boy, I was like, I love that. You asked me this five years ago. Nah, nah, that watch. Soldier Pod. Soldier Pod. Yeah, you grew up in Mississippi. Soldier Boy, but he represents. Atlanta. Oh, okay, he he rep Atlanta real hard. I have, so. I have a, I have a actually that man is power. I have to comment on Soulja Boy because I was actually and impressed. He really from Compton. He really from, from Bompton. Bompton. He from Bompton. 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 He represents a lot of areas. Oh my! He represents a lot of areas, but he popped off in Atlanta. So anyway, uh <laughs> he did pop. Shout out to Collie Park. I was actually impressed with Soldier Boy way before the Soldier Boy stuff happened. Um, just in the recent times. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I'm from Atlanta. When that song came out, it was cool, but it was annoying. It was like, ah. You you crank that? Crank that song? Yeah, you from College Park, Mm -hmm. da-da-da. Everybody's a rapper, da-da-da. That's our attitude towards rappers in Atlanta, point blank period. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you found out about the businesses that he invested in, I was just like, okay. He's a Leo. And it's like, okay, Soldier Boy, okay, I can see it. I can see it. Like, he was 21. I was, you know, I was thinking... Damn, this is cool that somebody took their money, their fame, and everything and actually invested it in some shit. Even though it might have been some crazy-ass shit, at least he thought about it. But I know that he got a lot of mentor right. from 50 Cent and like a, a lot of other people. Soulja Boy came out when he was like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. As far as being dope and his music, that is his authentic self. Yeah, I agree He got the that. whole world running, dancing, and even changed the music scene with just him being him mm-hmm. as far as everything else like I said he's gotten business advice and everything since he was 15 16 17 from these older cats and shit like that so maybe he's misled in his dopeness and I think that if he really just sat down and found himself outside of the influences of the rap game today of music whatever he's branching out into if he really found himself, Soldier Boy can really come back and just be like. I, I think he knows himself. Frank, that's, yeah, you, I really, yeah, really I really think, really that, think he that he really knows, knows himself. himself and knows how to apply it and and no, really. No, I think that he's like 25, 26. Yeah, he's a Soldier Boy's my age. He's twenty eight. Okay, so I think Soldier Boy is like he's still so so, but he still got time. He's going to go through more periods of growth. Yeah, but then you think about child stars. Like I said, you he's he's grew up in an influence where. It's people already around me who got this mega success. Who's telling me, hey, just get into this, do this, this, mm-hmm. this, this. He's working on stuff that's already been built. Mm-hmm. If he really secluded himself from it and worked on what he already built from himself from when he was 15, 14, 13, whatever he wrote, crank that. Mm-hmm. I really believe he could come back and make a comeback and take over the world. I think, I think that it's a lot of people that have been influenced by him. Like, a lot of, of the young kids, it's like doing what they're doing now. I mean, it's you like see it in the dances here. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I don't give a, it's cool, though, because you can feel it because it comes from a place. Like, this is a frustration. This is an anger. This is a, hey, I'm feeling myself. Mm-hmm. Like, all types of stuff that comes out in the dance. That goes back to our roots. Mm-hmm. It it do. It, it really I don't does. I think kids fucking with Soulja Boy ever again. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know that you 
talking to so, me. Nah. So, 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 Every single Soldier Boy song that, that hit that came out except for Kiss Me Through the Fun, I didn't really like that. Yeah, that um, was awful. It was that, <laughs> that, that got me out of my <laughs> seat. I was listening to the other day, Kiss Me Through the Fun. I was fake cranking that <laughs> and Platinum downtown on F Street, DC. Yeah. <laughs> and I was doing, uh, what was the, what's my other shit? Hop up out the bed, turn my swag on. Everybody turn their swag on. That's a good one. When he first came out, he people was kind of saying that he wasn't going to make it. He wasn't going to do this, that. He hey. came out with um, the D4Ls and all of them. I don't even know what the hell they doing. <laughs> I don't know what them dudes is doing. Um, but Soldier Boy still is relevant. Like, you you can't just take him out of the equation. this conversation in the stream of consciousness of people... Soldier Boy has to have some type of power. He's a magician. Oh no, my God! And he's and what he's fully aware. Not only is he fully aware and has no problem telling you who he helped put on, influence, whatever. And who he is. He's got receipts. Mm. Yes, he has. He has. He's got those receipts. Like he and he just like aired them out. You know what I mean? But apparently, there's some lenses that's keeping us from seeing who Soldier Boy really is, and I think those lenses are those influences from other people and cocaine. No, 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 no. Silly. I don't think it's that cocaine. If he does it, if you do your drugs responsibly, if you still pay your bills, if you still do what you need to do, do your drugs. Nah, you know what though? I think that it's more um, the people who are in these positions, these higher ups. That Mm -hmm. not not just higher ups, but like let's say these other personalities. Um, You got a lot of egos involved, so Mm -hmm. you got this young dude just coming in. Killing everything, owning all his work, owning all his masters, his beats, getting all the money from all of that, and you got all of these people who are like, this is not the way this model's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to own you. Right. This is what I'm supposed to do, and these people who have that mindset are talking to the people that may be interviewing him and just saying something real simple like, I oh, know he's supposed to own. I own you, so I need you to conduct yourself with him this way. So now that lens we was talking that you just mentioned, that influence. now that's created. And I think that because of that, we take this approach as people who are consuming his music mm-hmm. to say like, yeah, he's dope, but no, that man is dope. If he wasn't, then it'd be like, well, you do what he did. Right. And if you can, right. then cool. But if you can't, then you understand like it's not an easy thing to accomplish what he's done. And still be who he is, him being himself. He's still very much in touch with who he is. Like, when I listen to those interviews, my guy knows who he is. He knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's as the thing far he knows as him very feeling much. who he is. Because you know what you're talking about all the time. But as far as you feeling who you are, mm-hmm. that's a whole different something. Because those lenses can be affecting him too. Oh, no, they okay. definitely are. They definitely are. So they, that's not authentic. In it, it was an interview that he had. You can't be authentic if you have these, no. these influences. But that man's in touch you. with it. When you He's showing in touch this. with what it is. What if you're applying, are you applying? Are you applying? That's the question. You can be in touch with You can have all the information, baby. But do you apply it? Well, this I, is why we don't see him as... 
as who he really is. Like we can see, like we have all the information about Soldier One, know that he's dope, but we see him as lame because that's how he's feeling. Point blank I, think that, nah, I think that's what's being projected out, not from him. He never said he could. I know. I mean, I've been saying it was not. Well, word. I just want to be that voice that, like. But deep like, down inside, it's a vibrational thing. He's still a soldier boy. I mean, <laughs> oh, we are yeah. still. Yeah. Are you, are you a hip hop purist? Are you a hip hop purist, Mike? I'm. You know what? You're starting to sound like a hip hop purist. It's a vibration. The language just started to put him on the pedestal. Vibration does not resonate, or if it resonates with something, that's what it is. I applaud him for what he's been able to accomplish. Okay. As a business man. Shut me down, as a man, and talk over me. That's fine. Oh, I'm sorry. Point blank. Period. I just. I. I don't think I can. I can put Soldier Boy as like one of the dopest like artists of our generation. But you don't resonate with him. No. We resonate with him. So y'all would consider Soldier Boy one of the dopest? I consider him dope, yeah. One of the dopest I mean, of our generation. Of no, no, no. It's not one of the dopest. Is he dope? Is he dope? Is he just dope? Not it. Not you. Don't have to mention his music. Not of all time. Or hip hop. Because I'm with him. When he came up, I was like little brother. Um, Elzi, Justice League. Like that's where I was, and I was listening. I'm like, some of the stuff he's doing is dope. But I started to understand, like as a producer, he's creating his own music. He's creating his own lyrics, putting this out, funding his own business, and then he's developing other artists on top of this. His that man's business mind is amazing, and his creative potential is amazing too, as a as a human being, but not as like in this realm, this small realm of like hip hop. Like I mean, like humanity. Like is he like dope in the sense of helping others around him receive light and push forward to they they most authentic self and truth. That's what I think is like. Is he dope? Does he right. fit that? Jada fits it. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump's He's a dick, but he person. low key pisses people off to the point to help them realize who they actually are and what they actually stand for. Now I know I don't want no goddamn wall built because that's just stupid as fuck, and I'm not about to be trying to go down there. And, if you got you know, any focus that. on the wall, but that is just Soldier Boy. No, we're not even going to the wall. and trap that. Yeah. We're not even we're going to the wall. There, there are no walls. There are no, no walls. walls. No there are no walls. This is vulnerable. Um, Again, but Soldier Boy helps people to see that. From me talking about something. Nah, nah, nah. Don't say nah, nah. Nah, it's Again, not. It's that's not what's that. happening. And I don't even know why you invited me here because you know who I am, and you know I would speak up, and, and I'm gonna speak and, on the and, things and that we, I see. And, and, and I, I appreciate it. Here. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Okay. I just, I just want to keep. I just want to keep it on schedule. I, I also okay. want to be able to speak. You were able to speak. You got it. All right. So maybe you should introduce yourself to the Hey, y'all. To the I'm Catherine Reynolds. Um, <laughs> my name literally means pure shining light, wise ruler, charity to gift. Um, I'm here as Geronimo's roommate. Um, oh. I'm an oracle, psychic empath you know I, I sit here feel energy so I don't know why he invited me here because I'm going to speak the truth like I said this is the time of the truth <laughs> this is the rapture if y'all didn't know um, the rapture just basically means y'all are facing y'all demons everybody's facing their demons they're right there in your face right now the earth is evoluted right? the earth is physically moving into a whole different plane um, I can get into electrons and I can get into uh, physics 
and all of that, but I can't because we're on schedule. So go ahead. I'm Catherine Lenore. If you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at QAT. I'll just plan. I don't want y'all to find me. We're going to put her, her, her IG in the show notes. Don't. Put my you. business IG up there if you're going to do that. I, well, I, look, yeah. I, I, got, I got all your Instagrams, all of that. Just put my business No, no, no. The business. That is something to tell them. Out of respect for me, please. Okay. I got you. I got you. And I appreciate your input. I appreciate your input yeah. greatly. Yes. Tell me why I invite you here. How much you be here? <laughs> um, all right. You don't want to be this hot seat, though. <sighs> you don't want to be this hot seat on your radio show, though. Well, you also be the audience. We're going to we gonna have to bring her on as need. a guest one of these days. I want to be a guest <laughs> on your show. <laughs> well, 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 I love you and I support we, you, but we, I don't like talking on the radio, y'all. We in here for what another hour or so? We got we got we got we got forty five minutes. Look, I got libations. Look, I was already liberated (laughs) on the way up here. Y'all know I already um took care of myself before I came here. That's why I'm so comfortable. Ah yes, sit back and see what's going on. Now you gotta contribute. Trap. All right, all right, all right. So. How did we get to this? <laughs> well, dope, I, I was just asking. What dope? Who is dope? Sidey's. Sidey's. Actually, do have some input. And I'm sorry. Um, not, no, I'm not sorry. Um, I am going to come in into this conversation now because I did bring this book. It's called The Art Spirit. And I have I think, that book. You do? Yeah. So it's a, it's a couple of things I outlined. Girl, I haven't even gotten past like the first few pages because so I'm in here like outlining, oh, drawing, wow. and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Because, I mean, good. all of it. Is so significant, mm-hmm. and especially to what dope is and what you were saying, and what dope society is. Mm-hmm. So, um, if I could just pull out a couple of quotes, yeah, yeah, please to say, especially things that um, resonated with me. Should I just start from the beginning? Art, when really understood, is a province, and a province is a principle, um, an area of special knowledge interest or responsibility of every human being. It is simply a question of doing things, anything well. It is not outside or extra things. When the artist is alive and any person, whatever his work, whatever kind of work may be, he becomes inventive, searching, daring, self-expressing creature. He becomes interesting to other people. He disturbs, upsets, enlightens, and he opens he, 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 he. Maybe that's what's stopping me. So, um, yeah, that's just another social construct. But what if we, we say that? Can we say that? Can we say that? We can say they. Yo, can we say we? Yeah. No, I got I just want to do something we can real quick. We can we go around the room I, and get everybody's pronouns? I. Can we I mean, no, no, no. Oof. Oof. No, 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 no. Those are boxes. No, they're not boxes. They're, those are boxes. Those are not boxes. Those are boxes. No, they're not because people, people, people resonate people. with them. But those are boxes. I, I, I want, I want to go around and get everybody's pronouns. Uh, can I? Can I? Can <laughs> I? Uh, one of those oranges <laughs> right there. I'd like one back. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I was just pointing out that that does stop me in my roommate. Um and that is a social construct that was in place to make the man I mean it's not your fault it's not your fault to make it's not your fault supreme <laughs> but to make it a dominant kind of thing yeah I, okay I so when I say he I mean we I mean I I disturb upset enlighten and I open ways for a better understanding where those who are not artists are trying to close the book I open it 
showing there are still more pages possible. And then interesting came out to me because it was like interesting. When you're interesting, someone or you find interesting mm -hmm. residents mm -hmm. and what's going on. That's the art spirit. So yeah, um, yeah, this is called Art Spirit by Robert Henry. You guys go get it. I, I'm still literally on the first two pages. I've been reading this book for about two days now, but it's very relevant. It is, yeah. Especially as a dope artist. And I think it will help ground me into being the authentic bitch I am. Woo! <laughs> all right, all right. Fist all right. All right. Yes. I still want to do the pronoun thing. We'll do the pronoun thing. Okay. I'll start then. <laughs> he, him, his. He, him, his, I. Me, 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 oh. and me. <laughs> she, her, they, them, Gypsy. I love it. Fairy, I'm a fairy. <laughs> no, Gypsy's my name. Oh, okay, Gypsy, but I'm a fairy. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. Uh, she, her, thanks you. <laughs> he, him, Michael. <laughs> Mike. Cool. All right. Okay. That cool. is cool, too. So something that, and I, I know I talked with um, you about this before, <clears throat> Denicio. Mm -hmm. um, collaborating versus Columbusing mm -hmm. in mm. the time that you've been in New Orleans, you know. And this is something like I, I think about constantly, mm -hmm. you know, because we're not from here, you know yeah. what I mean. And what are we transplants, right? Yes, yes we are transplants. Yeah. Such a um, weird we are transplants, but we're also transplants from a major coastal region. I'm third Is there cousins. another word for transplant? <laughs> like third cousins. Uh, is there something else? I don't mind transplant. That doesn't bother me. Gentrified. Gentrified? Oh, like I said, I'm from Belletti. I'm a third cousin. I can't gentrify nobody. I feel like we all related. I feel like that too. I'm third cousins. Maybe I'll just down there down the line. Like fourth cousins twice a year or something. Transplant. Yeah, well, is my third cousin. Um, yeah, I like that. I'm just that feel I, better to me. I'm just like I'm, I'm. Something told me I'm supposed to be here, mm. and that's why I'm here. And so I'm just seeing that through. Mm. You know, I don't know the what. Ancestors, I mean, that too. You know what I mean? But something told me come down here, and it was very, very evident. Mm -hmm. Cause every day I got a sign. Mm -hmm. Bring your ass to New Orleans. I got that sign too. You know, but <laughs> how do y'all? How do y'all? lean more towards collaboration versus Columbus because it's very easy to come and be like okay yeah this is New Orleans this is what it's lacking this is what we could do blah, 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 blah. we could yeah. just take over the whole shit I think I think being very quiet and just observing and actually meeting people and mm -hmm. going to events and seeing the community and actually fostering genuine relationships with community members mm. rather than just coming down and be like okay we're about to do this show it's about to be tight I have a good following like it's gonna be like no um, and that, I think naturally that was never our intention mm. so I think for me like the term transplant doesn't bother me at all um, I'm not really from anywhere like my mom's originally from West Africa my dad's from North Carolina I spent time in Colorado here and there I'm not I've never been born and raised anywhere mm. so I don't have that experience um, and 
and I I respect like that unique experience and also the experience that a lot of New Orleans have had with being displaced and the storm and all that stuff like I think just constantly trying to be respectful and tread lightly and you know just having that in the back of your mind when whenever we come up with new ideas for events or stuff like that trying to involve people from here Mm -hmm. um yeah I think I think we look at like our work and who it benefits most Mm -hmm. and I don't know I don't want to like over glorify it and say oh well you know we're not a non-profit you know it's not like we're, we're community activists per se right but we definitely look at who are who 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 are we benefiting and who can we add um not even just income but how we can add value to the people we work with mm-hmm. and that and i think many times we we emphasize that uh at the forefront of our own profit and that's because through credit cards we're in a position to do that right. <laughs> to be perfectly honest you know like it, it, money's a funny thing when you when you work in creative fields tell um, me about it mm-hmm. and if you if you and I come from a business background so I'm a mix of business and art but mm. I almost intentionally don't focus and this is almost to the detriment um, but haven't focused so much on running a really successful business as much as running or trying to co-run especially with couches though which has kind of been my lead making it more about the people we're working with the community that we're inviting out Mm. the experience the shared experience that's always been more important than how much money we were walking away with and for years we didn't walk away with anything Um, and then we hopefully make enough with clothing to be able to fund that and and you know and I actually like we're looking you know as as the show gets more successful it's something we've had, had it's a good problem to have but we've had to talk about it like do we continue to embrace the bigger crowds and try to make more profit and what that looks like versus what the original goal of, of the show was? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course we have to. We actually have to because you can't, you can't live in credit card debt forever. Yeah, you so like we are trying to like turn the corner. Um, but yeah, I think that's how we actually were embraced. And again, it's weird to talk about because there's, I'm sure there's people oh, yeah. that don't fuck with us also. <laughs> we are a transplant company, you know? And uh, we grew, we actually really grew and, and thrived in New Orleans, uh, even though it was founded in DC. Um, but I do think people saw that from us, that it wasn't about us. Yeah. And, and it wasn't about taking from the place that we're in, but trying to give back in some way. Right. Um, and but at the same time, not trying to make that like not exploiting that mm. that fact either. Mm. Like, ooh, we you know we put on you know musicians from New Orleans. Like, not trying to like make a big deal of it, but just kind of doing the work and just kind of doing it and not saying so much. <laughs> okay. Shutting the fuck up. I mean, and you brought up <laughs> you brought up something that made me. I, I want to talk a little bit more about this. You know, going from the point where you know, it's still a very intimate event and then growing that so that, you know, you don't have that credit card debt. You're really bringing in the money. So I think about, say, an event like Mad Decent Black Party. I went to the very first one when mm-hmm. it was literally still just a black party. Mm. Now it's turned into this behemoth that they no longer hold in Philly anymore. It's in New York now. They do that. Oh, wow. And it's not, it's just not the same. Yeah. And I, and I, I don't ever want to sound like one of those people who's like, oh, man, I remember when they first did it and it was cool and only certain people was dead, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But, because I want people to make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? How do you, 
walk how do you make that how do you still keep it dope and to the point where people are just like I remember that first experience but yeah. still are able to be profitable you know what I mean because it's, it's almost as if a that's lot of times you know you gotta forego mm-hmm. one for the other that's the struggle I mean I think we're seeing that with Afropunk now you know, it used to be this really small, free, mm-hmm. I remember when it was free, <laughs> show. And now it's, you know, this this corporate thing. Jazz um, Fest saw it here. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Like, jazz Fest, too. No, that's jazz. true. I think one strategy is to create uh, alternatives that, that can go back to the more... Um, community-oriented, smaller uh, events. This is for you. I think it's just the nature of success and becoming more popular and and having more attention and more money flowing that... You know, like we've never worked with sponsors, but if a, if a, if a company wants to give us $1,000 every couches to put their name on the bar, we might do it. Mm-hmm. They want to give us a hundred dollars. We might not. You know, those are the types of decisions you you make. Yeah. Um, and but it's a different time too, though. Like you see with influencers, like this idea of That's like true. sponsoring. Oh, influencers. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, oh, influencers. if you post a sponsored ad, you're you tend to be celebrated. Yes. And I definitely come from an era, and you perhaps do as well. That like, if when I was twenty years old, we didn't celebrate anybody. Who was shucking or not? I don't even want to say shucking, but like shilling oh, you any shucking, product. Because that's what it'd be. Yeah, but I have some respect for some influencers, and I have, and they're friends, so I don't want to say that it's completely like bullshit. But it's just it's because it's a different time. That's the thing, and so I respect that it's a different time. But if you were doing the same thing twenty years ago, it'd be like, wait, you selling what? You, you, you sponsor what? Like, this is bullshit. But now you see, like, oh, that's dope. That's I'm glad you got that. validation. Yeah, you're important enough yeah. for a company to ask you to sell this Yeah, thing. so yeah. I don't know. Like, like You just got enough followers. Mm-hmm. Like for all <laughs> it's the, really about followers. It's, really, it's yeah. not necessarily about not even important. your taste level, yeah. what you know is, and I don't, I hope I'm not, I still sound like I'm hating, because I'm not. Because <laughs> I have some friends who are, legitimate influencers right. like you know buy, buy the book you know they, yeah. they got the endorsement deals all of that Definitely. you know but it's just really a matter of followers mm-hmm. I know I don't have followers you know but I'm also like this I just gotta just throw myself all into social media to like build that shit up that's what it is it's a struggle <laughs> I struggle with it Post but the thing is for every voice <laughs> that's like oh Afropunk ain't the same anymore they're probably making a hundred times what they used to make. Mm. There's st- still a wonderful show as far as the lineup. Like it's the only festival that really focuses on black artists and black music that focuses on it, that mm. centers it, that I know of, right? Um, and there are others. There's smaller ones. Trilectro obviously does a good job, I think, too, with that. But and, and I'm not even like I don't like that they had Under Armour as a sponsor. We actually worked Afropunk that year, and it was weird. It was like, oh shit, you got a big ass Under Armour sign. They selling like. Didn't they have like Budweiser or Cool Coors Light as a sponsor they, one year too? They might have. They might have. Okay. And, yeah. then I, and then I heard we didn't do it this past year, but I heard they had a VIP section, and we're definitely not into VIP sections yeah, when they're selling like six hundred. And is it is, is it just the, the 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 Brooklyn iteration that people have so much issue with, or is it all of them any in any country that they're taking place? I think it's more Brooklyn because I think New Yorkers feel yeah. more tied to the original brand. Of yeah, course. We I actually, don't think there's that kind of element. No, in overseas. we vended at a Paris and London one uh, a couple years ago. We did, and it was a, it was a very different. It was a whole different like kind of machine, so to speak. It was much smaller. It mm. felt much more kind of like grassroots, like indie yeah. festival. There's maybe one or two stages. Um, 
So yeah, I don't think it's the same kind of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I just feel like I think like some people I think the criticisms are valid and I also think the value that they that they're offering people is valid and I think I just you know like we talk about like even going back to Soulja Boy <laughs> it might not be for everybody and that's okay and then the people it is for that's okay too so yeah. if you, if you fuck with Apple Punk for the first six years and it was your shit and then you're like nah I don't anymore that doesn't mean that they're canceled or that nobody should go to it. It's just ain't for you anymore. Yeah. I used to go to Jazz Fest all the time. I don't even really have the desire to go to Jazz Fest anymore, and that was my shit. I used to go all the time. It's partly the price. It's partly it's a lot of the same bands every year. You know, things change, but that doesn't mean I think Jazz Fest like is whack. It's just it's not, it's not, not for you. Yeah. You, you either know. outgrew or mm-hmm. it outgrew where you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So makes sense. That's fair. But um, to bring that to couches, hopefully we don't outgrow our base. But tr- like we definitely don't see the same faces, and yeah, we've had this thing from the beginning, from the very jump. I think for any like creative entrepreneurs, this is so important. You can't make a living selling to your friends. Yes, no, <laughs> like especially when your friends are artists. And your friends <laughs> might not even be back. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if if you're feeling We're bad that your friends, friends aren't showing up or aren't aren't spending their dollar with you, it's like that ain't what friendships about anyway. Mm-hmm. Of course, we love when our friends support us, but like that's not what's gonna like pay our bills at the your end of the day. Your friends at the same right. level that you at. That's why they're your friends. Yeah. Come on now. So when you start seeing new faces and you're like, oh, I don't rec-, that's actually a good sign. Mm-hmm. Even when people there. are like, oh, who are these people? It's like, moth to light. That's how you move up, you know? So. Okay. Um, so we understand that what we're really talking about is culture mm-hmm. and how to um, either really how to be from a different culture and come into a new culture and when you come into a new culture how to protect it um as transplants to new orleans we talked about afropunk um we talked about i don't know the other um dc language that you guys have just uh, <laughs> 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 okay. he, he, he mentioned trilectro shout out trilectro shout yes. out modi and yeah. kind of kind of help us because we don't have a lot of listeners that's like <laughs> They from like like Washington DC like in, in the state? No, the the, so, the the city that is state. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, like so so with these the different events that y'all named, y'all kind of gotta like give us a little bit of like background. But the point of it is is um well to that to that point, yeah, I yeah, would yeah. like to say for you to talk about things that were happening in Indianapolis and in Ohio, okay. What, okay. And all the places that you live prior to come coming to New Orleans, because you know. Well, There's a lot of people that don't know what Shreese is. Nobody knows nothing about Shreese. A lot of people don't know nothing about Freaknik. I know what Freaknik is. Yeah, we heard about that. Um, oh, I know about Freaknik. Don't nobody know nothing about Shreese. Uh, nobody Those knows anything things. about none. Exactly. Um, <laughs> what else happened up there that, that these people did? Um, they had jazz. They got a jazz fest like everywhere. So mm-hmm. I can't really like say like jazz fest. That happens in Cincinnati. That happens. Um, in Indianapolis that happens down here I think it's dope that it happens down here though mm-hmm. um, but I will talk about one of the bigger events that happened um, in Indianapolis called Shreese and it's like peace and cheers at the same time hmm. so Shreese and what it is is it's like this big event it's one whole day you gotta buy tickets it sells out it's beautiful mm-hmm. but it gathers all of the most I want to say most popular, but it's really some of the hardest working artists in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and it invites them to come and perform at different venues in one particular space. Imagine the French Quarter being um, a, a 
performing ground for all of the up and coming and some of the established acts that live in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. It's a great idea that they've done that in Indianapolis. It's like beautiful. Mm -hmm. and they've been doing, I think, for like three or four years now. But um, nobody knows what that is, and nobody knows like even in Chicago, people. It's people that's doing really well there, and they're not coming down and taking advantage of the fact that the streets are literally filled, crowded with people in this one area. That's tons of room for growth, mm -hmm. and nobody's like really, really taking advantage of it. Um, but there's a culture in Indianapolis. Being that I'm not from there, I had to go and, well, I didn't have to go, but I was pulled to go to Indianapolis and um, start building. But I had to be respectful of what the culture was there the whole time. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing here. And I find that a lot of people here that are from here, that are from New Orleans, don't um, really appreciate the transplants. They don't really appreciate um, what it is that we are doing when we come into um, the culture. And that kind of moves me to kind of ask, like, when I was in Indianapolis, I understood that they didn't know me mm -hmm. I'm outside of where they are mm -hmm. so I gotta come in y'all doing the jig what's the jiggle at okay I don't jiggle at no hey I don't jiggle okay I, I know the dance I respect it you know what I'm saying um, this is great I had no, no idea I, yeah, I, that's I, I know what it is it is wow. a thing they have a dance called Man. the jiggle in 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 uh, Cincinnati they got a thing called the down away um, okay. They got like I got people just saying I gotta ask them about that. Like, it's called down the down away. Do the down away. <laughs> okay. hey, I think right. the dude's name is Tick or something like that. And the Jiggle dude's name is uh uh when Indianapolis people hit Drow Man. I'm gonna tell y'all. <laughs> <laughs> about to have a Google fest. <laughs> yes. Fascinating. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, googling what y'all talking about too. Like, <laughs> let's get educated together. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that. We need to also talk about when we come from different places, how do we protect the culture that already exists here? This place to me is like a little Africa before um, mm. before colonization happened, before mm -hmm. anybody came in and started tapping into the resources. Mm -hmm. That's what this place is like. And right now what we're seeing is people coming into this culture and being like, oh, this is dope. Let me take that back. Yeah. The biggest that we just saw was Drake do it. Right. That's the biggest. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I love Drake, but I know culture vulturing when I see it and yeah. I can't and just because I love you don't mean that I have to sit back and support some of the things that you do I can you have to be able to speak on it. that's what love is mm -hmm. um, so with that said how do we as transplants come to this culture love it appreciate it want to be around it want to grow with it how do we also protect it as well it's a conversation I have with a lot of people from New Orleans. Yeah. And they was like my ass up. Yeah, so I wish I wish, I'm gonna ask I wish us Gypsy was still in the room as she's the one native <laughs> right. New Orleanian <laughs> to get her thoughts on she this. Off. Well I wanna say that I do appreciate that Drake did like use people from here. Mm. Like in the making of the song and the making well the dance sprung out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, um, he became a shot the video here, used native dancers. James Poe Boys, yeah. Yeah, and native show, native landmarks. So, anything, you know, it's a highlight. Studio audience growing. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's a highlight or sort of respect to have used so many elements of New Orleans mm -hmm. with the whole culture of it. So, is that like paying it forward or. Or, um, I don't know what else he did with, with whatever else, protected? you know. I wish he would have shown more love to Big Frida. 
like like literally like showing her love. And, but she's not the only New Orleans. No, nah, it's a lot. It's a lot. No, no, I know that the culture and bounce. Well, here, but so. but even to what I'm saying to sample her music and not really like he's so, oh yeah absolutely I don't know I, yeah. I'm not look yeah he, he definitely um, sampled her music um, what's that what's that record um, uh, 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 um, he did the video for it and it had all these celebrity women in it um, oh. Oh, yeah. Nice for what? Yeah, nice for what? Nice for what? Yeah, nice nice for what? Yeah. I wish I wish that he would have um in, included her in the video. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um in the same way that he included everybody else in uh what was the um was did, is there a story about that? Did we get the story about why he didn't? I looked it up and to see why, you know, he didn't or whatnot, mm-hmm. but um yeah, I just wish that he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't okay. see I didn't find anything as to why he did okay. or didn't. Yeah. Did Frida make a deal about it? She didn't make a big deal about it. Did she make a deal about it? Um, did she say something about it? He did something for Big Frida. Because they, they... I saw something that she was like, go bro or something like that. But Big cut Frida was in... I mean, you know... <laughs> I mean, cut you, you a check. Cut, 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 cut you a check. Cut you a check. You have to cut you a check. That'll make you think good. License is important. A check had to be cut. Yes, she is. Okay, for him okay, to be used to that hotel. Oh, yeah. I, I, I did not hear She got her money back. Frida got her money. Okay, well, when Gypsy come back, we got to repeat the question for her. Okay. Yeah. All right. You from New Orleans? No, I was born in Texas. You was born in Texas? Did you grow up here? Like, I've been here for five years. Oh, okay, okay. All right. All right, so we got to wait for Gypsy. But just think about how you feel about your own place and everything. I'm from Atlanta, and I didn't like that. You know, people, the only thing I don't don't like is when people... Robin is going to repeat the question. person from here. Okay, because you don't person from here. All right. So, look. Don't you love it when... I love being a token everything. Right, yeah, yeah. Token native. Right now, we want the voice box in New Orleans. Like, that's a lot of pressure. But you got it, though. So, look, um... The way I kind of see New Orleans is like, I think you heard this, it's kind of like Africa before all of the colonization and everything and all the resources start being drained away from all these surrounding countries, right? That's kind of what I see New Orleans like. Um, But we in this space where if you're aware of it, you can see that it's happening. So the way that we see Africa was affected, we don't have to allow that to happen here, right? So if you're not from here and you understand it and appreciate the culture and you want to be a part of it and help it grow, how do you protect it if you're not from here? And I'm asking you as someone who is a New Orleans native. Um, so I was born here. Um, my family um, chose to migrate here. My, my family chose to migrate here. So I think that's, that's relevant information also. Um, I think that any the thing that you can do in any situation where you have the upper hand or the privilege, um, the new like switch word is is ally right now. Oh. Allyship. I think a lot of times when you talk about it or when it's brought up, it's it's thought of in a uh, in a racism um, construct or it's thought about in a queerness. Um, construct but that also looks like being allies to indigenous people that Mm -hmm. also looks like being allies to people who are native to the area Mm -hmm. Um, so using those resources whatever you have whatever insight you have to support what's already existing Mm -hmm. um, 
there have been some situations in this city over the past couple of years where there have been people who come in and who were like, look, look what we're doing. We have these bright new ideas, but they don't pay homage, honor to. They don't mm-hmm. build with the people who are already here doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it reflects poorly. You know, it, it looks, it's like, why are you really doing the work? Like, mm-hmm. what's, your real, what's your real goal um, if you're not building with the people who are already doing it? So that's my biggest thing. Um, I leave and I come back. I've moved back to this city seven or eight times in my 32 years. Um, and that's what my allyship looks like. I have the privilege to be able to move and to travel and to go other places and to gather these ideas and this inspiration. But I'm always going to bring it home. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something else that I encourage people to do. If you have the ability, if you have the capacity. Because I have many relatives, family members, friends, whatever, who've never left the city. Like going to Metairie is like a fucking food. Can I curse? Yes, you it's can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you curse, you can. Okay. Um, Strap for open on dialogue. I'm going to flag you, chill. But yeah, I have family, you know, who you know, going to Kenner or going to like Laplace, going to Homa. Like that's 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 major. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So knowing those things and and just kind of like moving in honor and and bringing those things back. That's like the biggest thing that you could ever do. Um, is allyship is not just confined to those those things that we talk about um, commonly. Yeah. Okay. Good. And what she said. Yeah. <laughs> Pay homage. Pay homage. Yeah, but I think yeah, I think it's important to just, especially if we're talking within the confines of like creative endeavor endeavors and like collaborations and stuff like that. It's very important to just speak to people in that area that are already doing stuff because nine times out of ten somebody's already doing it Mm -hmm. rather than acting like you're reinventing this wheel or this great idea um and just yeah i think just working with people from that place not being so insular and just you know creating a little brooklyn in fucking new orleans like what the fuck is that yes we have have this transplants already coming down right what's the point (laughs) but yeah it's just it's 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 been it's been a good lesson in just kind of being respectful and thinking about things that I never thought of because like like you were saying like the idea of allyship like I never thought of it in the sense of like being a transplant person versus somebody who's indigenous to the area like that's never been anything that I've had to think of in my own life Mm -hmm. like being where I'm from and where I'm not from Mm -hmm. so it's good though okay Um, you don't have to respond. <laughs> you don't I, mean, want to. I always have thoughts. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> do you want to move to something else? Uh, yeah, I actually want to do random aside. Okay. Because I'm I'm ready to, to to get y'all responses on these questions. Oh boy. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what, what are the rules? What are we doing? I'm just gonna ask you questions, and you just gotta. I want to I want to make this as rapid fire, but it never turns out to be rapid fire. Okay. People always gotta add additional commentary to it. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. Boom. So, what's the last thing you've ever done? Well, rapid fly or rapid fire. Okay, it's this. It's, 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 um, not, it's not so rapid. I told you. I'd be like, in my mind, it's going to be a lightning round. Like, well, today and I it never turns really into a lightning round. I need a timer. <laughs> I went hang gliding, and oh. I still remember that. that I really love hang gliding. Okay. Yeah. Were you afraid? Uh, I, yeah, okay. I was. But more like, I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, mentally afraid if that makes sense like I was really excited and wanted to do it you know when you have that like fear like like the fear of public speaking even when like you know you 
you know what you're talking about, but like your palms get sweaty. Yes. It was that kind of thing. I wasn't really afraid of dying or falling. It's like like anxiousness. Yeah. But it was like naturally like getting yanked up and, you know, 10,000 feet like behind a plane was like scary, Mm -hmm. but it was still like really exciting. But for me, it actually ended up being kind of a, um, and I didn't expect this. It was like a a very spiritual thing. It gets very quiet and Mm -hmm. you're literally floating above the world and above the earth and you're, and you're looking out and I didn't expect it to catch me the way it did, but it was um, very, very moving. And um, and I don't even necessarily remember like what my distinct thoughts were. It's just you, when you when you when you take your physical self and put it in a position that you've never been in, and maybe you've never even imagined what that is or how that would feel. It's yeah, that was kind of a once in a lifetime. I'd like to do it again. It doesn't have to be once in a lifetime, but at that moment in time, it was like, oh, this is incredible. You know, mm. and I'm not a roller coaster person. It wasn't about thrill seeking. It was just about that experience of kind of removing yourself. Okay. Yeah. I made a dress for an artist for Essence Fest in a week. Hey. Mm. Oh, okay. And I didn't freak out. Right. And I didn't die. Oh. <laughs> oh. So I have yes. yes. I'm gonna drop a silk horn for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! In the post, shout out my kid Javon. Yeah, shout out my kid Javon. Shout out my kid Javon. Okay, all right. What's the kindest thing you've ever done that you never got credit for? Oh my gosh! Oh man, that's hard. I'm not a nice person. It's okay not to be a nice person. It is. If you're a good person, that's great. Definitely not about being nice. Be kind. Oh, I made a prom dress for somebody for free. Okay, it's a very kind thing that you did. <laughs> That's really hard. I don't. This is gonna sound like a cop out, but I don't take inventory of those types of things. Like mm-hmm. I don't hold on to those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's almost weird to try to search back and be like, oh, that one time I paid for this, or that one time I gifted this person that. Because I don't really, you, like when you really give from the right place, I don't feel like you hold on to that to want credit at a later date. Mm-hmm. And I, so honestly, I'm thinking it's like, I'm sure I could think of something that I paid for one time or gave to somebody. There, there's like, no right or wrong answer. Just whatever <laughs> your answer is. I always had an issue with people who give and then he look, gave us that, so look, look, look for No, I'm just, because um, it seemed like he wanted to give us just like, oh, this is right. the thing. Is mm-hmm. it, I, but to and I, I don't want to break off the, from the questions but this was my thought going back to the last thing so I'll just mention it people who give and then look for the credit or the response uh, it, it always really bothers me and sometimes mm-hmm. you see people who actually are very giving but still there's like the strings attached mentality mm-hmm. and it kind of entered my mind when we talk about transplants who come down and I don't think you meant it this way when you said they don't always appreciate what we're doing. I think you meant like appreciate like they're not aware, they're not, they don't care about the songs from Indianapolis or the Baltimore House or shit like that. That's how I took it. But there are some people who come down here and get annoyed that folks don't appreciate what they're giving to the city. And that's just fucking whack of shit. Like you can take that elsewhere. Um, and I, I like there's, and we've seen that firsthand. Like if you really care about the work and the result of the work, you don't care about receiving the credit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. You, you care about the end result, and if that means that it's uncredited, that's that's it's uncredited. Really, yeah. So cool. All right. Do you believe the producers of Family Feud secretly want to start a race war? Because <laughs> <laughs> I do. I think they want to start a race war. 
I think I think there's something to that. Now that I think enough. about they it, they might be all about division. It is. It might be. Yeah, the couple that I've seen with like you know the black family versus the white. It's family. always the black family yeah. versus the white family. Had a Muslim family on the other day. What? Yeah. Against who? I think it was white people. <laughs> <laughs> race yeah, you're right. war. You're right. You're right. Yes. Race and yes, religion. The answer to that is Maybe yes. that's just a, <laughs> a societal thing to keep the, the relevance on just black and white. Mm. And to drown out that there are Asian families, there are Mexican families. Just like in Bird Box. My whole problem with Bird Box is why the other kid could have been Mexican, the other kid could have been Japanese, the other kid could have. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. No, the other kid could have been any other race. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Cause it's always black somebody white. else. If y'all ever seen Bird Box, you know <laughs> that other kid could have been somebody else. But you know it was what yeah, it was. That, that pregnant woman didn't have to. Especially be white. at the at the very she very really end. I was like, um, Sandra, I hope you know that's not how the end of the world is going to happen. Ain't nobody finna sacrifice for you and these two two little kids. Which the other one could have been Mexican or something. But you know, hey, <laughs> go with it. Pretty much, you blind. <laughs> We not blind. <laughs> Go with it. Y'all gonna die because oh, y'all no, not, not blind. Even that. It's not even that, but you know, things imprint in mm-hmm. our mentalities, especially as a society, especially as a collective. And I messages are there, whether or not we are receiving them, or whether or not you know we're just like, oh, okay. But I mean, like I said, y'all can't see my face, but baby, <laughs> baby. <laughs> So yeah, maybe it's that. Maybe not a race war, but just a revel- relevance and a prevalence. These are the people who are in media, and that's the whole. And that's the whole thing. With, I'm, I didn't mean to take this no, away. No, no, that's the whole thing that's with media. Because you know, us as black people were like, yeah, we want to be represented, but you know, everybody wants to be represented also. You know, so I mean, we've opened up the gates and the gateway for just the conversation to be had about who is being represented and who isn't. Mm-hmm. So instead of, I mean, maybe that is a part of race war because I mean, like I said, the relevance and the prevalence is black and white. Hey, is it that Indian person on there? But you know, hey. I think it's just acknowledging humanity, period. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you could think like um, up front, it was like. A, black and white but nobody really cared and mm-hmm. then before that it was about women um we matter women matter and that started to make real progress i believe even before any civil rights um black issues started to take place that it actually counted also keeping in mind that women mattered before race because of white women being a part of that um that's my opinion there are also some shit that you know some things you can see that has happened that kind of back that up but um i think it's not sex or race or color it's more so just acknowledging humanity and the spiritual past that we own mm-hmm. shit I wouldn't get that heavy with it, but it's all good. It's all good. It's, uh, it's things to think about. Um, all right, boom. You just had a shitty day. What's your comfort food or vice of choice? <sighs> Cookies. Oh, man. <laughs> Cookies. Mm, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> What's up? I'm actually thinking about the sneaky uh, I'm actually about to go get some vegan mac and cheese right now. <laughs> uh, Gypsy out. <laughs> <laughs> we going to see Gypsy next week? Yay! <laughs> 
Thanks for stopping through. Enjoy your vegan mac. Nice to meet you. Likewise. Nice to meet you. So wait, what's your name? Who, who? My name is Dariana. 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 Thanks for stopping in, Dariana. Coming in, Dariana. Feel free to come back and sit in the studio audience again. I'm in the audience too, girl. All right, see you. All right, so mac and cheese. Yes. Vegan mac and cheese. <laughs> vegan now. Like comfort food or vice, just in or general. vice, yeah, like an old, old fashioned. I mean, I already old fashioned. That's my comfort oh, food. I was gonna yeah. say, okay, bread. I mean, red's my favorite food, <laughs> but whiskey, comfort old fashioned, food. that's not a bad vice to have. Okay. No, that's not a bad vice to have at all. Pick a superhero, Ooh. Popeye. She said Popeye. Popeye. Okay. I, Marvel I'm not mad at that. Popeye. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. People always say that yeah. the actual superhero. No, they actually they do overlook my guy. They do overlook Popeye. Storm. Storm? Yes. Okay. Alright, I fuck with that. Alright. Uh let's see what else we got here. Um what gives you power? Hmm. A really it's gonna sound okay. corny, but a really good outfit. <laughs> Hey, no, that's not good. Nah, when I was doing rap, unstoppable. Because also, I love them everything. <laughs> Thank you. I like a sweater. I like your hair. I like this shit. Shit. Thank you, sister. Shout out to Taliba Sapphire too. Because oh yeah, shout out to Taliba. Yeah. Okay, girl. Yeah. Give us an Instagram. These are cute. Power. I like being prepared. Okay. Which I'm usually not, but I and I think that's because so when I am I feel more powerful. Mm-hmm. When I say I'm not, it's like I'm always juggling and running around and getting to this, doing this, and mm-hmm. spoken like a true earth sign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when I have my shit together, it's like oh yeah, no, no, <laughs> I, I feel that. Okay, yeah, that's that. Yeah. yeah. Actually, no, I'm kind of I'm earth sign too with you. Some three earth signs in here and two fire. Like, yeah. What else yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Leo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, huh? Girl, you know, you know this eclipse happening. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was excited about that. I was like, wait, it's my time. <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius rising. Okay, look. So what I'm saying? Hey, I got is, my Venus is in Leo. Hush, you know what I'm saying? That, you know, my Venus is in Leo. Finger touch. <laughs> not a finger it. touch. Not wow. a E.T. E.T. That's, that's, that's more than I got. I, I got looked at like because it's not Leo. <laughs> it's Sagittarius. It's fire. It's fire. Sagittarius, good people. I, I'm trying to say I'm like smoke. Okay, so I mean, look. I'm pretty sure you got Leo somewhere in your chart. Uh, it's in there. But you don't know it. So you know what to it. So it ain't affecting you. Okay. It might be. Name the best chicken spot anywhere. Oh jeez. Anywhere. Oh, there's a spot in Frederick, but I can't name it. But if it's a look, because my sister used to get the chicken from there, and she'd bring it to like family functions. Wait, where's Frederick? Frederick, Maryland. Maryland. Okay, so we gotta say that because I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, there's a Willie out there. Okay, so look. Um, That's like blasphemy to be in the South and be like, Western Maryland got the best chicken. Yeah, like really. My bad, but but no, 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 because I don't think the best chicken's here either. The best chicken, in my experience, has been at this place called Wings and Seafood in. Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. They have the best lemon pepper See. wings and they have uh, good uh, garlic parmesan wings. They shit is 
This is the most transplant conversation ever. Though. This is definitely <laughs> some <laughs> Now, this is the thing if we want to talk about here. If you want to talk about here. What's no, I, 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 say, about, uh, I say anywhere. I say anywhere. I know, that's my what, point. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Cause we, 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 gotta, we, can, we can here. center it. We can bring it back. What's what? that place over by uh, Orleans? Um, Willie Mays or something like that. So I've eaten at Willie Mays. Yeah, see, I ain't it, ate it, there. It, I had a delivery. It, it, I had to do it it, 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 it. it definitely lives up to the hype. Yeah. It's okay. Yes, it but, lives up to the hype. Like, I heard they like, what, uh, drive fry or something what is it I don't know what oh, they do it, it lives it's up to good. the hype it's dope it, have you had Mackenzie's uh-uh. that's like in Gentilly the chicken that that was good was I mean good. that's the best one I've had here mm-hmm. but it's been a while since I've had chicken so okay yeah. alright same here alright <laughs> uh, name your favorite denim brand oh I buy mostly vintage stuff okay. so I don't really buy new denim I haven't bought new denim in decades okay but they're usually like some form of Levi's, Lee's, yeah. old school. Levi's. I mean, like Levi's, 90s Levi's and Lee's are solid. Are yeah, solid yeah just like the high-waisted, the 90s, like late 80s, early 90s, up to here. Like something about that measurement with like, it just works. Like it fits. Um, but I did buy some recent jeans from Uniqlo that were like really bomb. Yeah, really, Uniqlo. really bomb. Shout out yeah. Uniqlo. And they were Uniqlo like these high-waisted joints. The they, they were pretty, they were pretty cute. So that might be my new move. I'm looking at them. Uniqlo is like Japanese H&M. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. But better. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like they have all these like high tech fabrics that are like yeah. infused with shit mm-hmm. that make you like fly. It's the, so it's like Lululemon or something like that? No. 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 <laughs> Just go on Uniqlo's That's website. Soccer Uniqlo. Moms. Yeah. Yeah. You went to our QLO. You went to our QLO. Uniqlo. All right. I'm going to yeah. check them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to check them yeah. out. Pretty dope. I don't got a down All right, Lee's and Levi's. That's what we're doing. All right, <laughs> you're on an episode of Shark Tank. What are you pitching and wearing? Mm. We don't... Well, could we even pitch Joe's idea? This doesn't even make sense. No, what's our, what's our other big takeover idea? I don't remember. <laughs> we're those people. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many of us, right? You, everybody got a billion-dollar idea. I actually uh, saw Damon John walking up, up uh, Charters in the quarter one day, too. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah? Probably hear from one of his like real quick seminars about who knows what, but you know. Yeah, but I saw him. It's like, all right, Damon. Damn, what's our invention? I don't know, but I'll be wearing a bespoke pinstripe suit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I might put on a tie before it, <laughs> if I feel like it would get me paid. But what would we pitch? Um, I don't know. Yeah, We're not gonna pitch the side. I don't want them to have no stake. Okay. Yeah, no, we can't do that. We gotta come up with some invention. Think on that. Come back to it. It would be something that we would be willing to like (laughs) not be passionate about. Everybody goes on. So you can just sell. Yeah, yeah. I want you to give me a million dollars. Yes. I'll sell you all of it and you can do what you want with it. What was your craziest Uber or Lyft experience? That one. That one with. Were we together? I think so. What happened? Uh, Lisa was trolling. <laughs> the whole time. That was pretty funny. We were, uh, so it was during our like little wedding celebration thing we had a couple years ago and all my friends were in town and we we're going somewhere in a, in an Uber or Lyft. And um, the woman was like really enthusiastic. I think she had had a couple drinks or something. She was like, she was a little off, like yeah. the driver. And one of my friends was just trolling the shit out of her. And she was like listening to some like Taylor Swift song. She's like, oh, that's my shit. Turn it up. And they were like singing together. It was just yeah. really weird. 
<laughs> and then I have one where the driver was playing Celine Dion the whole time. <laughs> like, that's the Celine Dion. And I didn't really see what happened. There was like a, a backup and there was an accident. So we, it was like rubbernecking. And when we finally got by, maybe he saw something, mm-hmm. like somebody injured. But no joke, he started crying while driving. Oh my God. Listening to Celine Dion. <laughs> oh and I remember thinking, this got real heavy all of a sudden. <laughs> and I don't know why he's crying. And he wasn't like bawling. But it was clear that, like, he was affected by something. And he was sniffling. And it was, that was from the airport, so it was like a 30-minute ride. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot of crying. Okay. All right. That's intense. All right, we got five minutes left, so I got a few more questions. We're going to burn through these. Okay. If you were diagnosed with a rare disease and told the only way to live was to exercise five days a week, how long would you last? I could do it. I I could live. You make it? I'd make it. That's that entrepreneur mindset. Yeah. Because okay. you, you own a business, something like shit. I can get up every day and do this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Name the last amazing album you heard. Oh. Mm, golly. Like yesterday. It, the last. This just is completely objective, open-ended. Uh, like beat. complete, awesome. Like just. The last amazing album you heard. Didn't have to be the most popular, the most trended, trending, yeah. top, talked about, none of that. Just the last these album you were it really resonated with you. I mean, nothing has really resonated for me since Frank Ocean's Blonde. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and James Blake just dropped a new record, but I haven't spent the, any time with it yet, really. Okay. Um, but I loved his last one. Okay. We yeah, both. James Blake's dope. Uh, best late night food, anyway. I like to make stuff at home, yeah. so late night food. I like breakfast in the middle of the night. Yeah, breakfast for dinner. Can't go wrong like with that. Eggs. Mm-hmm. eggs, even like yeah. scrambled yeah. eggs. Yeah, it's quick. Like some like fried potatoes yeah. or some like scrambled eggs. Yeah, yeah, some home fries. Mm-hmm. So y'all, y'all waffle house. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that North shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rockefeller or Cash Money. Mm. Cash money. I gotta say, cash money. Cash money. Not even because of where we are. That's just that's what I that's what I rocked with back in the day. I didn't so. rock with either. But. Oh no, I was like cash money. Like I got then. on cash money late only because I was I was, I was a no limit. Oh, limit. I was a no limit. What option? No limit. Yeah. Every every Not week. I was in Kemp Mill or wherever. Mm-hmm. Kemp Mill's a record store in the D.C. area. Yep. Um, <laughs> is the Kemp Mill still open? No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, matter of fact, I think I was going to Willie's in Iverson Mall. Anyway, um, yeah, getting every No Limit record. But, um, yeah, for me, it was Rockefeller. Rockefeller, yeah. <laughs> Definitely Rockefeller. All right, uh, let's see. That one's too hard. Uh... Don't be skipping the hard questions now. Nah, because we only got a few minutes left. Uh, name the one best and one worst character trait of your generation. My generation. Um, best is, I guess, ingenuity or just be, the ability to like be self-employed. Like Entrepreneurship is not such a weird or non-unique thing. Mm-hmm. Um, worst thing, self-entitlement. Uh, that kind of wanting things instant, instant gratification. It's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think the worst would be like fake woke, fake in- intelligence. And it's just, it's like people not really doing the work. Mm-hmm. And I think like the old 
the old saying about the more you learn, the more you realize you don't learn, mm-hmm. or the, the more you realize you don't know. Um, to paraphrase that, is so real, and I, I think. I mean, millennials aren't my generation, but just generally, like, if we put it all collectively, there's so many young people, and we still consider ourselves youngish, but, like, it's, like, it's not even about being humble. It's just once you really start to learn about something and learn how things work, it's like, fuck, I don't know shit, you know? Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people who haven't, like, gotten to that point yet. It's a good place to be, though. Yeah. It is a good place to be. And you almost stay there. Like, that's the thing. Once you get there... you. Don't get you don't see that. many experts yeah, yeah, in any know. field say I'm an expert in mm. this field. Yeah, like period. You know because because you're always learning and getting better and improving. You know. Definitely. And then the best trait, um, I think I like how expressive people are. I think people are more open, even in the face of like what's going on. To be like, I think maybe you just said the same thing to us extent, but like. Um, like the pronoun thing the shift in pronouns is interesting for me I'm 40 and so uh, and so having friends who went from she to they to he and knowing them over 10 years is an interesting shift if you've known them for a really long time it's like oh but wait right and to get to a point where it's like oh this is really beautiful but I had, but this didn't exist 10 years ago right it no, definitely no. didn't exist 20 years ago you know and I think people even older than me still don't get it I'm like on like the brink right at 40 mm-hmm. you 50 you ain't like for the no. most part you ain't really respecting pronouns you don't necessarily get it and it's yeah. and it's really interesting to sit there and understand it to think about it to listen to people and understand why it's important and not just be like what's this they bullshit you know and what I love is though, like even though there is this blowback, it's like people are like, well, it's, this is this is happening regardless. There is no going back. It ain't gonna like go back, you know. Like this is here to stay. Mm-hmm. So I think that's strong. Okay. Yeah. All right. Last question: What does living my best life mean to you? Mm. Think. Limited stress, <laughs> having time to enjoy things like takes little walks in nature but to be able to continue to do what we've been doing for five years which is just being self-employed and working for ourselves um i don't really have like a number or monetary thing in my mind about like oh if we make x amount like that's what we're going to be really happy i feel like right now is actually some of the happiest times that i've had in my life because i feel like i'm doing what i was called to do and i'm doing with somebody that i love and yeah (laughs) Yeah, I think I think pursuing passions. And it's such an obvious thing, but it's so many people don't do it. And I think we're kind of taught that like your dreams and your passions are child's play sometimes. <clears throat> yes. And you have to give that up mm-hmm. at a certain point. And um, if it's and not if it's not <clears throat> profitable for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just built in. So I think if you can, I think finding balance because we all have to pay the rent. But um, yeah. You know, and saying like like living without regret, I think we always like it's a human condition. We're all going to regret certain things, mm-hmm. but there are you can actively work on on limiting your regret. If you know you want to do something, if you know you want to reach out, if you know you want to like, you know, you, you have to do it, or else, yeah, you are going to look back and say, oh well, fuck it. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't like say, it, you're going to compartmentalize it, hold it in. It's just something that you just don't have to regret if you just act. Yeah. 
Exactly. Okay, so this is the absolute last question because I just realized that this is something that we wanted to talk to y'all about. We just didn't. It just came back to me. What's this? Doing doing this work, dope society and and, and an art space and whatnot, Mm -hmm. being entrepreneurial, self-employed, but still maintaining a healthy relationship, (laughs) (laughs) healthy marriage, all of that. Because this is this is something that I know a lot of listeners want to know. Yeah, and not just marriage either, like the relationship with yourselves as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) difficult. (laughs) It's work. I think it's still a thing that's evolving. It's still a thing that we're learning. We're kind of learning each other's like buttons and limits. I think he's a little bit better with kind of separating work and personal. And so him kind of coming from a more business oriented background, he can have a business conversation and it can sound stern or it can sound very straightforward. And I, being my very emotional Leo self, like will take that as like, oh, why are you talking to me like this? Like that's hurting my feelings. And so I think that's been our biggest struggle is just trying to like our different means of communication because to me it's all personal. And to him it's like, well, if I'm just being straightforward about something that like you overlooked or you messed up on, like I'm just being straightforward about that, that doesn't mean that like that shouldn't carry into our, you know, relationship. Um, well, not even that you messed yeah. up. Like, it's just it's saying that we didn't do this well enough. Yeah. And sometimes that's what you have to say because that's the truth. And it's not just us, it's me, it's other artists I work with. It's Yeah. It's that's like the hard truth that people don't get enough. So if you're gonna be effective, sometimes it's like, yo, this this wasn't good and we need to address it. And that is a difficult conversation to have mm-hmm. when you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, I think what makes our relationship work is we recover pretty we quickly. Yeah. And I and, and I realized that early on. Not that you ever want to get in the habit of, oh well we'll be fine, so we can just say what we want. Like we're 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 very cognizant of like how we talk to each other in our yeah, fights. Yeah, it's never, like, disrespectful. But, or, but we don't hold yeah. grudges. It, it, it never lasts for days if yeah. we have any kind of issue. And I don't, I've definitely been in relationships where that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. I uh, think even, like, with regards to the business, though, having that, like, emotional intelligence and being able to, like, communicate with each other, mm-hmm. like, when there's, like, a dispute or, like, a disagreement, like, even with business-wise, like, that helps. I think we're both very very much into communicating we don't like to sit in our feelings neither one of us we don't like to stew mm-hmm. so it's like no we're gonna like talk about this now even though we don't want to and we're gonna work it out um, we also have a, a structure in place that this so when we alluded to earlier like the conversations <clears throat> that took place to to decide to join forces these are the conversations like mm-hmm. how how will this look and so Denisio is uh the last say on all clothing apparel design the store what we sell I have input, you know, on pricing and different things, what I like, what I don't, all that, but she's the final say. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, kind of coming from a business background, like, there's no, like, we can, we're in this equal, not when it comes to that. Like, mm-hmm. no, this is you. But then on the music and the events, ton of input from Denisio. I crave it, I ask for it, I'll, I'm always, but at the end of the day, it's like, someone's got to make that final decision, yeah. or else we wouldn't really yeah. be able to get anywhere. So, so that's where I have final say and so that was kind of the terms of us coming together it's like we're definitely in it 50 50 yeah. but you're always going to have last call no matter what on this and i'll always have last call yeah. no matter what so on we that. have our different realms okay. that and that's that, that that's made it work so it's a lot of mature mindfulness on communication and definitely a lot of communication yes um like all the time <laughs> we're together it, all the time yeah it sounds like what really really works is that 
you um, are able to separate every aspect of it like not just physically but like the way you feel emotionally about it as well so it doesn't like I'm still working seek on in. that part <laughs> well, well you're able to do it he's good at it but you're learning it and you're open yeah. to it I am I'm definitely open to it because I know it's I'm just a it's it's an interesting thing like fi- having been the founder of this company and then bringing somebody else to be my partner in it so it's like I've I've I worked so many well not years but I had other businesses but like I've worked so much like on my own shit and just being kind of like you know the end all be all like my word is my word that like Mm -hmm. having to share with somebody has been like definitely something that I needed to work on but it's a good thing because I think that's necessary Mm -hmm. like I've never had to like you know talk to somebody else about something or like have somebody give their input like oh well I didn't ask you about that (laughs) but it's good I think it's good for me I think in the cases that I feel very passionate about what I'm designing or what I'm making, like it helps me feel that much more confident in it, even if there's questions about it. Um, so to me, it's great because it's helping me grow. Word. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right. You can put a period right there. All right. Hey. So tell everybody where they can find you. All right. Well, uh, our company is called Dope Society. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Dope Society. It's D O P E C I E T Y. Facebook as well. I don't think we're on Twitter anymore. I think we have an account. Think, we have an account. <laughs> we're just, just, just hold the name. Just, hold just do the Instagram. <laughs> um, our sometimes monthly show that we do is called Couches. Um, we have one coming up February 14th for mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. Okay. Uh, so you can find tickets for that on dopesociety.com. Um, they're it, not up yet. You could be single or attached to a tank, <laughs> <Yeah>. correct? <laughs> yes. Okay. Don't it's discriminate for, it, no, relationship no. status. It's a celebration of love in all its forms. Okay. So, you know, agape love, all, all that love, <laughs> friend love, like everything. Okay. Um, what We're else? also going to be, for the DC listeners, doing a couches at uh, Nubian Humans Black Love Experience. Yes. Yes. Shout out yes, yes, yes. Mika Hobbs. Yes. Yes. Black Love Experience. Yes. We're not announced yet, so for those of y'all hearing this. Um, yeah, so we're still announced. But we're going to put it out there. <laughs> uh, I mean, he verbally said yes. Yeah, he yeah. Said, no, Great. No, it's... We're excited. So um, we don't have anybody booked yet. but uh, <laughs> It's happening. But we're doing a couch as a, as a part of the Black Love Experience, which we're really excited about. Yeah. We love Anika. That's, that's going to be dope. Anika was the first person to ever. Um, stock the first boutique to ever stock Dope Society and yep. stock Denisio, which is mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, so yeah, we're excited about that. It's March twenty third yeah. uh, in at the Arc in Southeast. Yes, and then so. we'll probably be doing another tour, um, most likely in Texas. That'll be later on in the year. But yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, um, Denisio, Mike, appreciate y'all being the first. Yeah. New Orleans guests. Yeah, this thank is great. You. Yeah, this we're excited. Shout out to our studio audience. Sit down to one person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Shout out, Catherine. Thank you. Thank, thank you. We're gonna have a studio audience every week. It'll be different people. It'll be the same people. I don't know, but you're welcome. <laughs> as long as there's, you know, I don't know how crowded we can get up in here, but you know, I mean, we can pack some people. We can pack some people. You know, make it a situ- make it a, a celebration. Right. You yes. know what I mean? Chairs. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Thank you guys. Every every week you're going to catch us here. Right here at Dope Side. This is great.